Don't be alarmed, we're Negroes. Don't be alarmed, we're Negroes. Welcome to Don't Be Alarmed, We're Negroes. With your host, E. Mitch and Sugar. What's happening, Sugar? What up, what up? What's cracking? Chilling. What we got on tap today? Well, you know, this is four weeks into the month of uh, Black History Month. We got four episodes in, so feel really good about that. This week, we're going to cover the Genesis Invitational from last week. Puerto Ricans and Puerto Ricanas, I mean the Puerto Rican Open that's taking place. We're going to spend just a couple minutes on that, but we're really going to get to the World Golf Championships, um, which is sponsored by Workday. We're going to talk about our five-on-five, so our favorite five rappers and golfers. We got a couple of different topics within golf diversity this week that we'll get into. Um, We're going to get into the Gigan Song of the Week by London Drugs uh, featuring Stally. So it's a banger. You guys are going to love it. Um, We're also going to talk again about the sneaker release of the week, which is going to be pushed back a little bit. E. Mitch is going to get into that for us. Um, uh, What are we hating on this week? Could be epic, I think. And the back nine. And uh, we are going to get started. So uh, let's get into our first our first ad for the for the cast. All right. Well, you know, I like being nerdy out on the course and I'm a nerd to the game. So let's hear from nerdy gentlemen. Are you nerdy by nature? Head over to thenerdygentleman.com, the home of the periodic tea for the freshest nerdy gear. Nerdy Gentleman aims to inspire you to embrace your inner nerd. Use promo code ALARMED and save 20% on your order. That is thenerdygentleman.com. Right on, Nerdy Gentleman. Shout out. So, on the show today, we have a couple of special guests returning with the popular uh resounding uh bring him back to the show we have dom for the ladies mr lady in red peacoat pimpin mr 180 slice booger himself welcome booger booger shit is glad to be here thank you thank you i get them cheers one more time (laughs) take that take that (laughs) thank you for having me again fellas right and we got our, our other guest with us today. Um, he is well known within our circle, but uh, we're going to start with Mr. C. Pipes. And we have a lot of AKAs for this man. Uh, Mr. Return of the Mac, Ice Water, Peloton Pimp. When it's cold, I change the weather. Held Harold Varner, standby body double. That came in from Vish. And uh, from all of us who know you back from your marriage days and when you got married, man, getting it, C-Pipes. Wow. Um, what an intro. I, I appreciate the, the love. Um, really happy to be here with you boys. Uh, you know, obviously, we, we go way back, so it's, it's fun to be able to sit here and talk off with you guys. So thanks for having me. Nice. So um, let's get into our wow. Tiger News of the Week. So if you're not living under a rock, you know that Eldrick was in a little incident. So uh, let's go around and uh, chat a little bit about Tiger and this accident. And, uh, you know, what what did you guys think? Did you guys think it was a rumor? Was it real or what was it? Let's let's go to UC Pipes. 
Um, well, you know, if I'm thinking about this in real time, right? I mean, you were the first person texting about it. I happened to be uh, doing some other things and you texted me about it. You mentioned telling me about, you know, Tiger being in an accident. And obviously I was in shock. It felt like, you know, back to either the Kobe days or hearing about Michael Jackson dying or, you know, all these things you're like, what can you, you know, you're trying to go back and recollect, you know, if, if this is really happening. Um, so, you know, naturally you go to like the, the, the bad things, but obviously, you know, what, what we know now is it's not great, but, you know, Tiger's our guy and hopefully he'll, he'll come back stronger out of this. Booger, what'd you think? Well, I mean, I, I saw the ticker come across my phone. I don't know if it was CBS sports or ESPN, but right after I saw it, like 10 minutes later, and I happened to be in a meeting, then you he happened to send me a send me a text, and I was like, "Oh, let me check it out to make sure, just to make sure everything's okay." Because you know, California put his stuff out real quick out here, and I was shocked, and I was just hopeful it was a sober accident, <laughs> no drama accident, and it was just a freak accident kind of accident. He'd be okay, and once I saw the news, I was like, "Okay." That that may not be okay after this. Yeah, same here. I mean, I think for me, it it you know it you you hear about your heroes, and you know this is definitely a hero in in a black community, and you never want to see anybody go through anything that's going to impact themselves or what they what they're good at in their craft or their family, right? So for me, it was a little little bit of shock and then just making sure, you know, he's okay. And then the hard part of all this is I think the news is so quick and you really have to kind of filter everything out because you start hearing all this crazy stuff. Cause if you looked on Twitter right away, everyone was like right away jumping on in bad and stuff like that. And that's, that's not what we should do, man. And especially, you know, this is someone that we consider a hero, you know, let's find out what happened first. Well, there's definitely a lot of haters out there on Twitter and IG uh, wishing bad on my man. You know, we wish nothing but the best for him. Um, You know, legs shattered, ankle shattered, rods everywhere. But my man will be back. Um, And we're just hoping, you know, my biggest fear was I was like, man, hopefully he didn't jack up his back. Right. And it's crazy that he didn't, because if you saw that car and the jaws of life, you're like, whoa, boy, it was a good thing. Actually, he had a seatbelt on. That was Crazy. Yeah. yeah. That car was insane, man. To, to have to get the jaws of life to get you out. And then just, I mean, you're lucky to be alive at that point. I mean, anytime that they bring those out, I mean, seriously, you're lucky to be walking. And, and they said that and they was, he was lucky he wore a seatbelt and an airbag deployed like the way it did, like it should. Yeah. Have, or else they, he probably wouldn't have made it. Yeah. Well, I'm glad he is. this a good commercial for the Genesis? Um, that it that it that that it survived like that and did not crumble. <laughs> uh, man, the way that that thing was, man, that thing looked like it was bad, dude. So I don't think any that's not good publicity. I'm just uh, saying, man. He lived for, also, for, for Tiger to come out of something like that, the way that car yeah. looked, and for I, him what, to be. What, what if that was a Subaru? We're not talking to Tiger today. We're we're having a, <laughs> a memoriam. I mean, might be right. Well, we talked about last week. We were like, do we really think he drives a Hyundai? Now we see. That's true. Oh, yes. that, was tournament, that was tournament giving. That's not his ride. You Come know, on, bro. If you that big of a star, they say, okay, we got you a car. No, I got yeah. my own Maybach. He actually drove it. He was driving himself. 
Well, I mean, yeah, and it, and it was a tournament weekend, right? I mean, it's a tournament weekend. You're doing stuff for it. You're going to drive the car. Sure. And, and you're going to cast a check. Yeah, he, they said he was rushing to an interview, too. So, he, you know, it, yeah. you never know, man, what, what's going on with folks. And, you know, we've all kind of been in a situation. Like, I'll tell you, it, was, uh, it wasn't even that bad. The roads here in, in Denver, there was a, a snowstorm a couple just a, about a week and a half ago. And cats on the highway were just going sideways, man. And it, there was not even a lot of snow. There was just a little bit of little bit of ice on the road, but people going too fast, man. And I think that 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 probably has something to do with it in terms of not being familiar with maybe some of them roads where you're at, speeding too fast. And hey, man, we all make mistakes, dude. Yeah, right. I agree. He born and raised here. That dude knew them roads. <laughs> you never know, man. You he know. saw the interview. I think he might have still been high a little bit. <laughs> you saw them eyes, man. You saw them eyes. He was like, ah, coming down. Well, oh, let me roll another one. Boop, 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 boop. My bad. I hope Duck not. Season. We're we're hoping not. <laughs> we're hoping for the best for for Eldrick. Yes, he will be good. So, speaking of the Genesis Invitational, I mean, we had uh, another weekend of great golf. Um, Max Homa won with 12 under, but uh, Tony Finau was there to battle him uh, in a double playoff. Um, of course, my picks from last week were uh, in a dumpster fire. Um, I picked Bryson. He was cut. I uh, had Bubba on my list. Cut. Uh, Dustin Johnson, he tied T8. And Francisco Molinari, uh, he was T8. And uh, Spieth was 15th. Um, so... Yeah. They're with you, man. I had DJ Jordan. I had a, uh, I did have Patrick Cantlay, who did kind of. He had a couple uh, glimpses, but didn't really. He kind of faded out. And then, um, yeah, man, I'm I'm right there with you. All my picks is ain't doing shit. Yeah, it was it was a little tough. What What'd you guys think about the uh, the Invitational? What about Fee now? I mean, it's good golf. Really good golf last weekend. I feel. You know, Tony's always a guy who's, who's, you know, always in the hunt, but just can't seem to, to get over the hump, right? I mean, winning in golf is incredibly hard, and Tony Fina actually proves it because he's always somebody who's incredibly gifted, incredibly talented, but um, just can't seem to put it together in, in the final rounds. But that being said, I mean, he did put it together. He shot a 64 that day. Um, he had a really good Sunday. It's just he was behind so much, and the other guy just wanted to win it, and I think Max Homa won the tournament more so than Finau lost it. Homa just, it's his hometown course. He's always wanted to, to win Riviera. He's talked about it before, how he dreams about winning that tournament more than he's ever dreamed about winning the Masters of the U.S. Open or anything like that. So um, I'm happy for the guy to be able to do something like that and get a W. And that's interesting to have that perspective, too, that someone would rather win that tournament than the, right. than any of these other ones. Like, you would think that that would, you know, that that's, that's some special shit for you to be yeah say that yeah and and I, and when you think about it right if you grew up in la and you've been going to this tournament since you were a little kid and you've been going to that tournament seeing tiger wanting to get a high five from tiger all that time like i could see where you would imagine yourself winning that more so be than winning something else because that's you know you're watching that live you're you're there at that tournament you know that's that's something you look forward to every year versus you know watching the masters on tv no shot to the masters but but just saying if that's your thing right i could see why that might be something that he really wanted to do mm-hmm well, I'm not going to be as easy going because a couple of shows I've been on, I chose on my now. You know, I've said he's going to win something and I thought it was going to be a breakout year. He choked. I, I, 
and I'm a Phenom <laughs> fan, but you had it in the bag, bruh. And you hit the ball a hole. You went par, birdie, par before. You hit it in a bunker, bruh. Come on now. And this dude stuck it close. No, he he lost. That's it. it. That's the that's the second hole of a playoff. That that which a playoff which was given to him by Max Homa, but because Max Homa missed the putt to, to end it in regulation. Anyway. I'm with you. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. So Max Homa lost his opportunity to win it and then won it back. I don't I don't see it as a final loss of tournament. Don't get me wrong. Fino's lost a lot of tournaments. This just isn't one of them. <laughs> I, I take it as a loss to Finau because when somebody opens that dough, you back dough little Joe. You go in all the way. You don't you, you don't play the hole and I understand it was the playoffs, but you'd play for four days already. There's no, okay, this is something different. You already know from four days already how your shot shape should be, and you a pro. If yeah. Jordan would have missed a game-winning shot, everybody would clown him. Yeah. LeBron missed a game-winning shot. He going down. Kobe missed a game-winning shot. He ain't. Uh, how many times they say LeBron ain't clutch because he missed a game-winning shot? That's Skip Bayless all day. Then come on now, Finau's the same. He had the game-winning shot, and he hit it in the bump. He hit off the side of the rim, didn't get the rebound, missed the layup, and tripped on the fall down. But he's so close that you know he can get there right there again. So yes, yes, I think he's. I think he's, yeah, his game is cold enough to do that for sure. Cold. Yeah, and you guys know I I rooted for Finau many times on the show. I root. Yeah, me too. Saying to me, I said it was his breakout year. It just disappointed me that he didn't break out when he was supposed to at Riviera. That's fair. That so, fair. I mean, what did you think about um, the course in general? Seems like it it was playing pretty tough, um, fast, fast, and and super fast, and um, the wind. Yeah, I think it was actually a pretty good challenge. It was pretty cool to see. Um, these guys not shoot 22 under and be able to uh, struggle a little bit. I mean, that Saturday was nuts. That wind was just, you know, wild. To be able to even shoot what they shot at a course like that with the wind conditions like that, I mean, just tells you how good these guys are. That's skill. Well, yeah, and here, it's the Santa Ana wind, that's what they call it here, the Santa Anas. But, and it's good to see, it as a spectator and a fan of golf, to see how – they still shape the ball and mm-hmm. work the ball and they know the wind's going 50 miles an hour. Like, okay, I have to adjust for that. And your caddy and caddies are underrated, underrated to know every inch of the wind. And they thought we in a golf course, open blade of grass. We're like, okay, we really don't know what that means. We just know it's going left to right or right to left. They throw a blade. They're like, okay, that's a seven degree Northeastern wind with the barometer of 82 and a slope of two, <laughs> they are deadly, bro. And to see them yeah. play like that is just amazing. And the one and thing, to, go ahead, Rich. Yeah, the one thing I was going to say is is that the the out of bounds was was interesting because some of the people when they were shooting, you know, they had a, a there was a variety of just different obstacles they were in the way that you would see these players get into over and over again, and um and how they how they were able to get out of some of these situations, man, is just to me is amazing. Um, because I struggle still, and just to see these guys make shots that are unbelievable, um, it, it to me is just that's why you love to watch golf. So, Bug, I was gonna on your your point about the the caddies, right? I mean, on Saturday, that's how Spieth played himself out of a tournament, right? His, his him and his caddy are arguing over 
the yardage to a hole. I think his caddy told him it's playing like 150, 160. And Speed is like, no, it's 120. I got this. And he's like, it's on me. And then he goes and hits a shot and it's short. Exactly. Well, how do you guys feel about that? So should it be on the, I mean, ultimately, who's the one that swings the club? Like, what do you, who, who yeah, should- it's, it's on the golfer ultimately because, and that's why Spieth has pretty much just said, "Hey, this one's on me. If if I don't make it, then it's my fault." And and you know he took it, but it's, but sometimes you can see them arguing, and the and I'll take the caddy's recommendations, and they miss it. Like Bubba's famous for this, right? Where his caddy will give him a, a yardage, Bubba Bubba might miss the yardage or hit it over the yards that 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 you know that the caddy gave him, and you know he'll just let his caddy have. And I it. think Spieth, yes, he I does. think it was Friday. He was with his caddy on a shot, and his caddy told him a number. And he's like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going with your number. And he stuck it like, he's like, be the right club. And it was like inches from the hole. And he's like, that's all you. Good looking out. And I think he yep. went against his caddy days later. <laughs> Just odd. Well, yeah, those yeah. guys earn their paychecks for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Gets to that confidence factor. Mm-hmm. So we got a couple of tournaments coming up this week. Um, actually starting today. Um, and Reg, tell us a little bit about this Puerto Rico Open. Yeah, I mean it's it's uh you know it's it's a very light tournament because a lot of the a lot of the the players that you know most people are going to be interested in following and watching are going to be at the World Golf Championships. Um, but you know both of these are actually FedEx Cup events, so you can pick up you know some some valuable points. Um, so I, I think you know it, it's going to be interesting. But I think what people are going to be watching is that World uh, the World Golf Championships, and uh, we'll kind of see what happens, man. Um, some of the odds, uh, for the, some of the picks that are, that are up there, um, you know, and these betting odds are, are interesting because, you know, the, today we're actually coming to you. Th- this is a different, this is a different podcast for us. Cause usually we come to you guys before a tournament, but they've actually played one round today. So it's, um, you know, the odds are continuously changing and a lot of these guys are coming up and coming down, but, um, we did a lot of these, uh, looks before, before this uh, tournament started, but, um, Brooks Kepka at plus seven fifty. You have Tony Finau plus fourteen hundred. Jason Day at plus eighteen hundred, um, and also um, Sung M. and uh, Rory's up there as well. So I mean, you have a lot of different guys that are coming in and out. Um, you know, this is a what what I feel like is is could be a very difficult course. Um, it's it's not going to play to a lot of guys that are going to get distance. You're going to have to bring your skill with this course this week, it's, it's going to be different. And if you can't putt, you're not going to win. So, you know, what do you guys think about the, what do you guys think about this weekend uh, coming up in golf? Well, the Puerto Rico open, it was, it was interesting. Cause I was like, why did they schedule these things at the same time? It's kind of weird. And you know, the big dogs were going to be at the uh, work day. So, I mean, I, I took a glance at it. I had a couple of picks, you know, Thomas Peters and Matt Wallace as a sleeper, but Um, you know, my focus really went to the work day, which I mean, you look, it's a Jack Nicholas design course. Um, and the past winners were Patrick Reed last year, Dustin Johnson, the year before Phil Dustin Johnson again, and Adam Scott. So, um, some of the big dogs are up there winning this tournament. Um, I'm actually looking for Brooks Kepka to, to sneak in there. Um, my sleeper is probably going to be Kevin Kisner, or I'm actually going to swing the way of Boogaloo and go with Tony Finau uh, to maybe close one out. I don't know. We'll see. Okay, I like that. I like that. 
And I had to look at both of them. And, and like you said, one's a lower court. I mean, a lower tournament. <clears throat> and I started looking at the names. I'm like, some of these people you really don't know. And so they're not hitting in big courses or didn't get invitations to WGC. So I don't know some names, but I'm thinking like Jonathan Vegas. If you know golf, you know his name. He's always a, he's not a top 10 player, but he's in that mid range of the field. So I think you can take this one. Um, Brandon Wu, I was looking at his stats over there. I think this dude, he, he might get this one. Is but that of because you know me? I'm, is that because his government name is the same as yours? Whoa, bro! Don't oh, put my business oh, in the sorry. streets like that, right. Westside. My fault. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Moving on, <laughs> we're gonna go back. I, I think I'm not, not. I'm not a. I can't say I'm not a fan, but Brooks Koepka, I got him up there for the other one. Roy, I can never put him out. Um, Sergio, and of course Finau, and C pipes. Yeah, so I didn't pay much attention to the Puerto Rican tournament this week, um, not because of their lesser players or anything like that, but w- WGC events are some of my favorites because I think you need to qualify at a certain um, ranking in order to get in, right? So anytime you have one of these events, it's always a heavyweight. So, you know, I put a lot of my time and energy thinking about that. Now, to your point, Reg, we are recording this, you know, a day into the tournament, but I would have told you yesterday, I'm never betting against DJ and, you know, he's five over. <laughs> <laughs> he's five over today. So, Facts. <laughs> um, so that uh, kind of threw a, a wrench in, you know, my plans. Cause I I'll never bet against the guy who's playing as hot as he is um, for as long as he has uh, in this duration. You know what I mean? Until he shows me he can't show up then, which might be this week, I'll stop betting with uh, against him. Right. Um, <laughs> but I think if I look at who's playing today or I'm sorry, who's playing the rest of the week, Eric, I see you on Kevin Kisner. I see you on uh, – did anybody mention Patrick Reed? Because I'm sure there's some bunkers that guy can get himself out of because uh, it's, it's, it's a little sandy course up there. <laughs> wow. Wow. But I'm going to go ahead and take a little bit of Fina on myself too. I mean, the guy's got to break through at some point. So why not? Let's just let's just lift him up and get him over <laughs> the finish line. <laughs> All right? <laughs> let's, 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 let's go with Fina right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Chuck. I mean, um, you know, I, I think – I think Tony Finau has a, has a really good chance to do some work. Um, you know, this is a course that, again, you have to, you have to have that finesse. And I feel like he, he has a touch of that. He's not, mm-hmm. not like your Bryson who's going to just charge bull in the China shop. I'm going to just, you know, get everything on the close to the fairway, but further than everybody else, you know, I, this is going to be, like I said, a, just a different course. And I think it's going to take a lot of skill. I think Jason day has a good chance. I'm going to keep um, and I'm going to keep on Rory because, you know, you can't count him out either. This is a course. Uh, this is a Florida course. He's he's probably played this course multiple times, if not, you know, probably who knows how many times this guy's played that. So, you know, I, the, for me, those are kind of the the guys I'm honing in on for the for this weekend. So it's interesting that Bryson's at a plus five today. Bryson actually won this tournament in the U.S. Amateur at this course in 2015 but uh-huh. playing like crap today, man. That just goes to show you golf. Who knows what depends on what day you show up, man. Mm-hmm. Like you football any given Sunday. <laughs> you never know. You just never know. Great shots today. Oh, I don't know if you guys saw any of the coverage, but there's there were some great shots out of out of some bunkers and and out of bad situations. Um and and just, you know, I, I think this weekend's gonna be interesting to see who comes out on top. It's gonna be a battle. 
I'm looking forward to see the pin placement, right? So last weekend at the Riviera, some of the pins where they were sitting those pins on on a couple of days were like nearly impossible, right? So we'll see if if they tuck those pins uh, in this tourney for the work day this weekend. But, um, you know, those golfers are out there and they're in the sun in Florida and uh, they're trying to keep their skincare together. And uh, you have to put some some sunscreen on that body. You know, C-Pipes likes to lather up that sunscreen and, and keep his mokiness together. And Don't so, say lather again, please. Oh, we're, we're <laughs> no, no lather. Okay. Yikes. Um, so uh, we'll go to For Your Eyes Only Aesthetics for the lathering of some sunscreen. Hey, golfer, gals, and gents. This is Ashley Knight, founder and owner of For Your Eyes Only Aesthetics. Plan on hitting the links? Then you need sunscreen. 80% of all skin aging comes from the sun. So protect yourself while you're on the green with Image Skin Care, available only through a trusted esthetician like me. When I'm outdoors, my go-to sunscreen is the Prevention Plus Daily Ultimate Protection Moisturizer, SPF 50. A friend of this podcast is a friend of mine. So enter a coupon code, don't be alarmed, at checkout and you will receive 20% off your order. Again, enter coupon code don't be alarmed at checkout to receive 20% off all orders. You can find us at www.youreyesonlyesthetics.com. Again, that's www.youreyesonlyesthetics.com. Uh, thank you, Ashley. Appreciate it. So, um, we do a diversity segment of the week. Um, And we're talking about HBCU, so it's only right that we. Yes, sir. Oh, oh boy. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, get it, get it, get it right. So um, we had a couple of articles out there. Uh, One of them was uh, even at HBCUs. Black golfers are in the minority, and that was on the undefeated.com. And then we also had uh, the HBCU, a new coach, new van, new outlook. Golf program looks to make a turnaround um, on golfweekusatoday.com. So um, HBCUs, um, we know that. They don't get a lot of recognition uh, with the with the sports and uh, having people come out of there, um, but um, they're trying. And uh, we have golf, but um, the first article, um, which basically was highlighting that um, black golfers are in the minority at HBCUs. Very interesting because you wouldn't think that, but they are. Um, so, what was your guys's take on that article? Yes, I mean this. This was a very interesting article. I think that um, when you when you historically think of an H, you know, um, VCU, you don't think of them having any any problems gaining athletes. You know, you think that you know people are trying to you know get in any way they can um, to get an education. So for me, it was just a very interesting article. Um, I think first and foremost, I think it's hard to you know for African Americans. Um, who do not have access to elite training or don't have access to the type of country club environment. And the article got into some of this, but, and even we've talked about this in some of our previous podcasts, but 
we don't have country clubs where you know we're learning how to play this uh, this game um a lot of it you know is about access it's about you know do your parents can your parents um can they afford for you to play this game and do they play the game right so when you look at a lot of um african-american households that's not the kind of ball we're picking up, man. That's not the kind of club or bat where, you know, we're picking up other things. And I think it's from a cultural standpoint, I think these articles kind of hit at something where, you know, it's, it's more of a cultural thing where I think it's not a, it's not a glamor sport where any you know, other sports like basketball, football are, you know, um, and the attention and where kids want to put their focus, it's just not the same. So, you know, but I think it's it's got to change, and I think the only way it's going to change is is you know we got to get more people playing the game and, and get better at it. So I thought about this. It took me, and it really took me a while to really think, thinking, thinking objectively. And for a while, I thought culturally, yes, and I played football, I played basketball. But then I had to just really sit down and think. Okay, through my life. And I did high school in Germany and came back here my senior year. And I thought and thought and thought. And I have to say, nowadays in 2020, golf is a glamour sport. No, I mean, no matter what color you are, black people, we're black now. We know all the golfers, be black, white, Mexican, Puerto Rican, it doesn't matter. We know the major players in golf. I think it's a parenting thing. We don't introduce our kids to it. We all play it. And I didn't introduce my son to it. He rode in the car with me. My daughter would get in the car with me, read a book. But we don't introduce him to the sport like we do football and basketball or being Spanish soccer, being Jamaican cricket. I mean, we just don't put it in their face and say, oh, you got a football? You might want to play football. Try basketball, too. In our family, we were a two-sport family. Everybody played two sports. And those two sports, we basketball or football. No one ever brought a golf club. No one brought a golf club. And I can see back in the day, but nowadays it's all up to us as the parenting, the parents to say, okay, try golf. You like it, you like it. You don't, you don't. But learn it. Play it with me. Connect with me. That's our time together. Mm-hmm. And that's what, uh, that's what made it so difficult for me to read this and say, okay, is it anything else besides what we're doing as Black people and what we're introducing our family and kids to. Because it's one thing to say, okay, access to country clubs, but all four of us play. We played some big courses. So it's not like we can't go. And we know the driving range is $5 a bucket. Yep. (laughs) So, I mean, that's not a lot of money. We got to make our own country clubs. And I think what, but, um, and Chuck, I I think what you guys are doing with this, with this kind of tournament style and bringing people together, that's exactly what needs to happen. But, but Chuck, you have some thoughts. Go ahead. Yeah, and and I don't want to disagree with you because because I do agree on a whole. Like I think families need to introduce their kids to golf if they want the sport to to rise up in in, in minority populations. But I think if you look at it sort of in a larger view, if you look at you know unemployment today versus. Um, white people versus black people, you see a larger rate of unemployment, right? And so those numbers all kind of trickle down into, not even trickle down, but just all sort of equal out across all these spectrums, right? So if unemployment is high, 
um, you're not going to have as many black people to take their kids to play a sport that is actually not that cheap. It's, it's pretty expensive to get into the game, right? Whereas you could take a basketball to any basketball. You got to buy a $15 basketball to take it into a basketball court. You got to buy a football. And don't get me wrong. Like I know football pads and all that stuff gets expensive, but golf just gets expensive over time to bring your families into it. So sure, I can take my kids to the game. But if you think of the large population of us that just can't afford the access and not country clubs, but even munis, right? Par threes, um, kids camps to, to introduce them to a, to the sport and to have that kind of fun and to enjoy the type of game. I think that's where you start to see the numbers begin to shrink of the total addressable market, if you will, of, of black folks that can actually make an impact in this game at the HBCUs at the, you know, normal colleges, et cetera. And I was with you on that, Chuck, and I, I agree with you to a point, but if we're poor, we can find a basketball or a football. Mm -hmm. If you're poor, you can go to Goodwill. I can see a a whole set of Goodwill for 20 bucks and you only need four or five clubs. And we're talking about a whole set. You can get a club for $5 in some places, six bucks. Take one club, introduce them that one club, learn that one club. We just don't do that. We'll find us as parents, okay, I can't afford to get you shoulder pads, but we can afford to buy a football or a basketball, which we do. But we don't say, okay, what's it take for me to go ahead and get one club and hit some rocks until I can afford some golf balls? Yeah. We'll tell our kids, you want to play Pop Warner? Go mow some lawns. So you're using the, I learned basketball in a, you know, use putting a ba- milk carton in a basket, you know, yeah, up in the thing. house to, to, analogy to, to, to golf, right? Tony Hit Finau. rocks with a golf club. We, I talk, we take Tony Finau. He's, he had no course to go to back in the day. And he just playing his backyard, hitting rocks against the, just hitting rocks in an empty field. Then he got a golf ball, hitting the ball. Then he go chase it down and go find it. So they but got have, good. They start have, hustling people. I got a question though. So, so you, you, you bring up Tony Finau and I think that it, it's a legitimate, it's a legitimate example, but I will, when I was kind of looking into more about him and his story, you know, a lot of him, he really, Tiger Woods really inspired him to play golf. Right. So he really didn't think about playing golf until he saw a man of color actually do it and be successful at it. So I think even visually for a lot of these kids out here and a lot of these parents, that's why there's no focus on golf because they've only seen one, you know, they've only seen a limited amount of people do it. Right. So, I look at it like the same in the corporate world. You know, if you're if you're not if if you don't have board of directors or senior leadership or executives who are people of color, the people that are in your organization have nothing to aspire to. Right. So I think that has something to do with all of this as well. So I think we need to start trying to infuse, you know, talent and bring people up in this game a lot earlier. And then I think show them that this is a way to a, a means to an end. And, and I agree with you. With that being said, not seeing as many colored like board members and stuff, but we are that now because we all play golf. So I know just like when you was a teenager, I didn't listen to my parents. Y'all didn't listen to your parents all the time, but we could listen to a friend. I should be inspiring your kids Eric's kids, each other, we should inspire each other's kids because they're not going to be inspired by their parents. Inspire, okay, oh, your boy's playing? He was, that was, a, my uncle, my cousin Eric's cool as hell. He playing golf? I'll try it then, Pops, even though 
you asked me right. eight million times and you didn't I didn't go with you, but since air's going and his kids are playing, we'll go. <laughs> but the com- I, I hear you. The the only thing is the common denominator in your entire point here is an adult who likes golf. Right? So if there is an adult who doesn't like the golf to pass it down, then then it just gets killed, right? It's because what do you like? You're killing at the root. But it I feel you, right? If, it takes one. Yeah, if, if it takes us, right, in in, in, a, in a community, right, you know, just to to, to promote the game, I'm I, I entirely hear you. But I think that's why, if the question is why is there a disparity in minorities and in, in HBCUs, it's is there there isn't the lineage of the golf lovers to 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 pass that down. Yep, so to your point, it's our job. It's our job to to be that generation to pass it down. Yes, indeed, and I think if if parents are smart, and we've said this before on this podcast too, if parents are smart, get your kids into golf because this could be a way for them to get a free education. So many free scholarships yeah. that was passed up in golf. There are they are trying, especially at at these colleges we're talking about. They are trying mm-hmm. to give scholarships, <laughs> free rides. You know, and, and we just have to we just got to put the right things in place to, you know, there needs to be a bridge. I agree. But, I agree. Uh, you know, the point you guys said, you know, you there's got to be people into golf around you in your community. Even then, though, you could have issues because Boogaloo, we had uh, Big Kenny and he yeah. played golf all the time. And, and we had connections to the Broadmoor golfing and everything like that and we were still out there trying to dunk basketballs run track and run football so we didn't have that one cousin that said okay i'm gonna go try this so we'd all follow right back then well, nobody wanted to, we'd all follow each other to the ymca to play basketball to play basketball that's it and, and where and think about this too where if you're you know you you're younger right so you're even thinking about where where the ladies follow where are the girls gonna be watching <laughs> that has a lot to do with it too man true it's, it's a glamour you know, golf is considered a glamour sport, but in our culture, it's not. We we knew the ladies followed followed the band members. You know, what I'm I saying? don't know about all that, but once the ladies figure out them checks come in millions, <laughs> then they'll follow you after that. <laughs> That's true. So, swinging it to the other article, right? Um, Alabama State. It was about Alabama State um, HBCU golf program looks to um, make a turnaround, and Alabama State University has a coach in Quincy Hurd, and um, he was out there. He's just trying to flip the program around. And so he's got donors out there um, like Mr. Seawright donating and giving back to the program and helping and everything like that. And the biggest thing that stood out to me, there's 25 HBCU golf programs. There is only two with PGA professionals on the staff. So when you look at that, you're like, Who's out here teaching these golfs and running these golf programs? And uh, how can we get more pros to it? So what do you guys think? Totally agree with you. Um, we got to get – there has to be a, a set of resources. There has to be a system, and it has to – you know, the, 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 the pros have to want to give back. And if you want to give back and you want to give people an opportunity to to be better or better themselves, so all these – all the different caddies we've taken a look at and the, the different documentaries that we've looked at golf has, has provided a better life for a lot of people. So I think if, if you're looking to aim and give back, these pros got to, got to figure out a way that they can do that. Um, and that's just my two cents, but what do you think C pipes? 
No, I completely agree. And this kind of piggybacks off of what we talked about, you know, in the last article, when, if the pool is only so large, there's just, you know, all these things are just, all this articulates is just a bunch of dominoes that just are just kind of falling, right? I mean, you don't have a large pool of black golfers to play professional golf. Well, if you don't have a lot of black golfers to play professional golf and college golf, then you're probably not gonna have a lot of PJ professionals and coaches either, right? I mean, it's just, um, all those things just kind of just just kind of align and make up. And I mean, we, we can't necessarily be surprised about it, but to your point, it's what do we do? What what's the solution, right? How do we figure out a, a system in place to make sure that um, there's representation across, you know, more black professional players, kids and kids coming up in the college ranks, um, to those who are, you know, educating these students, you know, at a young age to an adult age um, to become PGA pros. So Booger, you your what? thoughts? Go go ahead. Go ahead, Bug. Uh no, I was gonna say no, I agree with C Pipes. And I and I it's it's hard because I know like the PGA has made a big push to get minorities to play golf. And they put a lot of money, but we're just not taking our kids out there to do it. All the scholarships out there, we're not taking our kids to learn, and it's just I can't say heartening because sometimes you get stuck in that cycle of what you know. Family plays basketball. Family plays football. That's what we do. Play baseball. And we just don't go outside that little box. And so it's hard when you don't see your same doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. Except for Tiger and Vegas and certain just a few small little cups. And it's just us having to push our kids. Even if you don't even like it, just learn it. See how it's going to be. Because I know growing up, me and Eric didn't think nothing about no golf. It wasn't happening. And we all play it now. Facts. We all play it now and have so much fun. You know what it might be? And I could be entirely wrong here. But let me, let me, let me throw this out there and see if you guys agree or disagree. I think it's it, – well, it's hard to be great in any sport, right? It's hard to be, like, really great in basketball. It's hard to be really great in golf. It's hard to really be great in football. But I think it's easier to see success in basketball or football than it is in golf. And so it takes a lot of work to be rel- relatively good in golf than it does to be a pretty good varsity basketball player, a pretty good you know varsity football player than it does to be a pretty good varsity golf player. And so maybe it's because, I mean, we've all been beat up by golf enough, but we still come back. But there's some kids who are just like, I'm this sucks. I don't want to do this anymore. Mediocre in basketball and football than yeah. mediocre in golf. Right. Exactly. But you, you know what? What do you guys think? Go, go ahead, fellas. I agree with you on that one. I mean, if you, you, we've all looked at basketball players like, and they're pros, and you're like, that dude's garbage. How do you even make it? But you don't look at golfers and say, okay, that dude's garbage. How's he still playing golf? Because they're any given day, any yeah. golfer can win. So you might not say he, you might not say he'll win today, but. You're not going to say he sucks. Correct. You know? Correct. Yeah. There's more. There's there's more likely days that different people will be on. Right. So, you know, in the NBA, like you all said, I mean, you kind of you know, you kind of know it in, you know, especially you know, who's going to who's going to show out unless they are coming off like a back to back or a long road trip you know who's going to stunt, right? So I think one of the things that that I found most interesting, I'm going to get back to the article for a minute, but one of the most interesting things that I found in in reading these articles um, was one little tidbit, man, was, um, you know, the the wooden golf tee was invented by an African-American. 
Like now that that I, that's the kind of stuff that I think that, that if you if we would tell kids this kind of stuff, like these are facts that that sometimes get pushed over or looked over very easy. But I think these are things that people have contributed to society that are still being used today. And I think if you, you know, these are teachable moments. So, you know, maybe it's, you know, tell your kids about the game of golf and tell them like, you know, this is a, this, this little piece right here that everyone uses was invented by a black man. Agreed. You know, that was cool. Yep. So get out there and support the HBCUs and get your kids into sports. So with that, um, let's talk about a little footwear for out on the course and uh, we'll do a little breaking news. Um, the Jordan 4 release was pushed back to uh, the 4th of March um, on Nike.com. So uh, good luck to you. Anyone that's trying to get them. I know C-Pipes, you might be into them. It may not be worth it. I'm going to try. Um, I know Reggie, you had some interest. Booga. You're more of an Air Max guy, but you may try to get those. I mean, these fours are, are kind of fresh and fly, but... I'm getting them. <laughs> Can I pose a question? Yes. Are these going to be... So you know how Nike does things sometimes, especially with golf. Sometimes they'll make them ex- incredibly exclusive, and then sometimes they will drop 50,000 pairs of them. So what do you, I think it's going to be exclusive, but do you think they're trying to do the okie doke here? I do. So I've seen, so there's a couple people on Instagram that we follow, right? Teed up kicks, um, a mm-hmm. bunch of people. And usually when they start floating the idea of these shoes coming out, then all of a sudden we get a release date. Um, my guess is, is that, um, it's prob this one will be exclusive just to see how it does and the want or whatever. I've seen some pictures of the military fours out there. Um, maybe they'll, they'll release a couple of them. I know Jordan usually releases like two or three shoes a season for golf. Um, so we'll have to see if it's, if it's really an exclusive, it's going to be tough to get good luck. Clear out, reboot your Wi-Fi. I'm a cheater. So you guys know, not in like I cheat in any sports or anything, but I have endless pairs of Air Max nineties and I usually get people's shoes they need because I have a boy who runs a department for Nike in Oregon. Mm-hmm. So when I need shoes, I usually see them online or I'll say, okay, I want these that are exclusive. Can you hook me up? These Jordan fours are going to be exclusive and he's going to make me uh, owe him a couple of favors to get my own pair. So yes, it's going to be hard for people to get these. So, and I, yeah. and they do it on purpose. They do it just so they can say, okay, then they'll come back later on. He told me they're going to have a short amount for the first year they come out, then the next year they're just going to push them for sure. the people who didn't get them. Yeah, and and, nice. and and that's what I assumed. I assumed there was going to be an exclusive, but I feel like the fives last year they kind of pulled the wool over us, and they and they just dropped the fives, and like everybody went and bought the fives, and the next thing you know, everybody can get anybody who wanted a pair of fives to get the fives. They're, so they're out so that's, there now. that's the only reason why I asked. I was like, are, are they are they really just you know playing with us right now? It might but be. to that point. Uh, I'll be there at eight. We'll see what happens. So, the, 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 so I'm gonna. I agree that these ones are cold, but I'm gonna tell you, man. I, I'm gonna send it to y'all, brothers. I sent it to Emich earlier, but I like these white and tech gray. Now, those to me, 
I'm just gonna. I'm gonna go. I'm just the gonna, ADGs. Huh? The ADGs. Yeah. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. The so the <laughs> no. These are new ones. They're so they're white and tech gray. So they're they're Jordan they're Jordan fours. And I'm not sure when they're coming out, but I might just put just get a pair of those and spike those up. Those will be hard. There, there is a company out there that does that. Well, so you're saying take in and put the cleats in. I see you. Yeah. Yep, I'm gonna cleat them up. I do take that my be... old Air Max 90s that I don't wear as much as I used to, and I cleat them up <laughs> so I can use them for golf. That might be the move. Because I think you, I mean, it'd be easier to get. It, I think it'd be easier to get them just the releases. Because if these golf ones are so exclusive, like I've never really tried to buy a pair of golf pair of Jordans. Um, so, yeah, I mean, y'all are kind of making me think that this is the this is the better play. Well, Chuck well, and I well, always when you say it out loud, it is kind of bizarre, right? <laughs> <laughs> like in my head, it makes entirely it, it makes entire sense. Like they come out at eight, be on your phone at eight and buy them. But when you say out loud, like golf exclusives, it does kind of have a, a odd ring to it. So <laughs> you, I might, you know what the I problem might, is, right? Yeah. The problem is, see, Jordan's a basketball player, and we're talking about golf exclusives for Jordan. Now, if Mr. Woods would get in the design team and make some good ass shoes, then we'd be an exclusive for golf players. But no, he's garbage ass shoes. Mm. He wants orthopedic support. (laughs) He's going to need them now. Shit. Knee brace support. That's going to be the new Tiger with knee brace. But the new Tigers are actually okay in person, in hand. I held them in hand. I held them in hand. Okay. On the, on, listen, on the, on on the app, they're terrible. On the app, it's like, oh, like these are, you know, dad I'm I'm sorry, because before you hold them in hand, no, they look good. Before we came on, before we was recording, C-Pipes was getting his camera and everything ready. And he said, oh, my eyes, my eyes, I'm old. So how can I trust you when you already told me earlier your eyes is messed up? Now we quiet. We don't want to say No, no. <laughs> listen, listen. Listen, because I walk on water, eat bullets and shit ice cream. And when I saw them tigers in my hand, them shits were cold. Okay, okay. I will trust your word, but not your eyesight. So we are good. Ice water. Ice water. Ice water in your veins. Hey, sprinkle me. Sprinkle Speaking of sprinkle me, um, E40 shout out. Uh, let's get into this uh, top five golfers and your top five rappers. It's so, time. It's um, time. yeah, this this is going to be an interesting mix. Um, you can throw some honorable mentions in there if you want whatever so uh let's start with you rich let's let's hear your top five rappers and top five golfers all right i'm gonna go golfers first because i think this that list is a lot easier for me to get to so um i'm always gonna put tiger first because i think you know he has to be he you know he's a he's a icon in an epic way for the african-american community and so he has to be there he's first on my list that boy is good I always liked Jack Nicholas because my grandfather liked Jack Nicholas. That was his dude. So I always watched uh, Jack Nicholas with him. And he also liked Arnold Palmer. And that was, uh, uh, he also liked them drinks. So if you got a drink named after you, I'm going to put you on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, I, was, I also liked VJ Singh because I thought he was, <clears throat> it was important to see someone of color play golf. And I felt like he, he kind of paved the way in a lot of different ways um, for just for the Indian population. But, you know, I, I think 
for me, it was important to see success, right? And you you saw him be successful. And I think that that is a motivator for a lot of people. And I always thought Fred Couples was smooth. So yeah. those are my top five golfers. Mm-hmm. Um, I would put new guys up on that list. Um, I like Tony Finau. Um, I also um, like Ricky Fowler. I like the, those are two of my young cats coming up. And I think, uh, you know, until Spieth, uh, I think Spieth has a good chance to to win some tournaments, man. So those are my up and coming cats. Now I'm getting to my rappers. Mm-hmm. I get into my rappers here. Um, and these are in no particular order. Okay. And I, I got to be very specific about that because I think the top five for me has changed over the years. I had cats that was in my top five that are no longer even in my top 10. So for me, as I grow older, I think that uh, I'm going to put Rakim on that list. I'm going to put Busta Rhymes on that list. I'm going to put Pac and Biggie on that list because they're easy to put on that list. And my number five, it was hard for me to kind of slim this down, but I also got to look at who are the greats. And if I'm going to put them on the Mount Rushmore, you got to have Jay. So those are my top, those are my top five. And then I got a couple of, uh, I got a couple of sleepers because I love my nigga sugar free. Mm-hmm. And I'm always, I'm always put him on that list. That's my dude. <laughs> and then uh, Conway from Griselda. That's, that's, I love that dude. I love okay. what they're doing over there. So yep. that's my list, y'all. All right. Nice list. Let's go with uh, C-Pipes. Right, so I I did my list a little bit different. Um, for golfers, I said if they're leading a tournament on a Sunday and it's a major or a large tournament, I'm turning it on. And well, I'm always watching golf, but but I'm not leaving. Like I, I want to see this and I want to see them play. So I didn't have any older guys other than Tiger. So Tiger is the guy that obviously, I mean, duh. I mean, t- everybody's gonna have Tiger on their list. He's my top five. He's the reason why I play. I love Tiger. DJ's my number two. If DJ's winning a tournament, I want to see DJ playing and I want to see him hitting precise shots. And I want to see him like running away with the tournament. If he's playing really well, another guy, if he's playing really well that I always want to watch is Rory. So um, if, if, if Roy's playing and he's, and he's Roy's one of those guys, actually, actually him and JT. So JT's my four. So, so Rory and JT, if those guys are clicking on all cylinders, I always want to see them play. And then Reggie, I agree with you on Ricky. Um, there's just something about the guy. If if, if he's going to try and win, I at least want to see him um, get a dub there. So those are my top five. And again, that's my top five. If this guy's leading in a tournament, I'm stopping what I'm doing, and I want to and I want to see them try and win. Now my rappers. So <laughs> this is going to be controversial with a couple of these, <laughs> probably, because I kind of judge this the same way, like. I've done the top five dead or alive thing. And, you know, who are the guys that I always want to rock with and da, 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 no shade to that list, but I'm going to think of my list different. My list is if I hear your song, I'm dancing. So (laughs) (laughs) my number one, uh, my number one, and and, and a lot of these are, are similar artists. So Jay, if Jay comes on, it's on, there's a, a catalog 
of jams that, you know what I mean, from college to my adult life to my 30s to my 40s where Jay comes on and it's on. All right. Same goes for Biggie. Right. So if, if Biggie comes on, I'm, I'm, I'm on the dance floor. I'm getting getting loose. Now, here's where it gets controversial, because, you know what I mean, depending on which way you lean on the side of the spectrum here. Kanye is on my list as my number three. And I'm probably the last supporter in this in this army here. But I'm just New Kanye or old Kanye. Full catalog. Mm. I know I'm 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 in a minority. I'm. And I'm a golfer in HBCU right now. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's Kanye for me. The next one is, uh, yeah, I, I formed my lips to say it. My boys are going to me. Drake. I don't care. If Drake comes on, I'm dancing. It just, it's just what's happening. Uh, and then my last one. So this is my guy. If I'm having a really down round, um, you know, I've hit a, 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 a series of triple bogeys. My boys know that this is coming on. He's my number five, Buster Rhymes. I'm putting Buster Rhymes on to turn it back up. Facts. So that's my top five. Nice. I, you nope. threw some sleepers in there. I like it. Um, the Yay and Drake. You're going to hear from some of our boys about that, but it's, it's yeah, cool. it's, it's controversial it within the, the boys, but yep. I don't care about them. Yeah. Where, where some where of those guys like atmosphere, so really not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, that, here's what I'll say, man. Where I where I where I disagree with you, my man, is I gotta say Kanye, man. But that's the only thing I disagree with you on. That's the only I know thing. it's I know it's controversial. Like I know, like I, I entirely get it. He is uh he's been incredibly controversial. Some of his music has not been good. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Like he makes really good music and he makes really shitty music. So it's like the spectrum is like really large for for this guy. Well, I can't let you diss atmosphere either. Because atmosphere <laughs> is all right. But he's not on he's not on the top he's not on my top five. You're not on my You top said five. it. You said but it. He's I, all right. He's all right. <laughs> Booger, you wanna go or you want me to go? I can go. Okay, go ahead. Hit I'm it. still stuck on the Kanye. That's why I asked old Kanye or new Kanye. It's like Big Luther or Fat Luther. I mean, okay, big fair. Fat Luther or Skinny Luther. Ooh. Music was different. Um, you Med know what? Kanye I, or Nomads Kanye. Exactly. And and I thought, okay, should I write this down and think, okay, who are my top five on each one? And I thought if I thought about it, then it wouldn't be genuine. And I didn't mean like genuine, the dancer, singer. That's what know. I thought. So I'm going to go with. My golf was first. Tiger, of course. Of course. DJ, Rory, um, DJ Singh. Um, and I, I kept thinking, I couldn't think of a fifth one, and I was confused. So I left it blank, to be honest. <laughs> I was like, I, I can't think of someone I can say, okay, I want to see them play all the time. Uh-huh. I could see somebody in the tournament and I'll watch a tournament, but say, okay. I hope they win. That's what I was thinking. I hope they win. That's what it was. My rappers, a little eclectic. Y'all might, y'all might get it, might not get it. I mean, of course you get the top. Biggie, Pac, Buster Rhymes is on my list. E-40's on my list. And I'm not a Cali dude, but E-40, he puts it down. I mean, mm-hmm. when I first heard Sprinkle Me, bruh, I'm like throwing glitter in the air, like just shaking it, like, ooh, 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 ooh. I was trying to get down. Then I had to think of my my fifth person, and it was hard because, like you see pipes, I'm a Drake fan. 
The dude's a marketing genius, period. And his lyrics are on fire. Nobody can deny that or can't deny it. I'm sorry. It just is what it is. So do you count his love songs as rap songs? or I, I, You know what? I'm, would you count rap songs as poetry? That's where, that, I, that, that's where I draw the line. But it's poetry. Because- poetry is poetry. If you take the definition of poetry and science and all that stuff, rap is it. So I think it's all the same. I think he's a. Gr- I think Drake is probably the best rapper slash hybrid singer ever. Have you? Period. Okay, I have, I have a question. I have a but question. He's not. On, you know, I wouldn't put him on my. I, I'm just saying. I'm not going to put. But him it's on mine. My, it's mine. Not yours. I'm just. I'm so I, I got a question. Mm-hmm. Have you been to the club and danced to a Drake song? Yes. Uh, or in the house and just bobbing your head and moving your yeah. body. You know, who hasn't? I mean, yes. who hasn't? And have you done that to one of his love songs too? Have you have you put the sugar <laughs> down to one of his songs before? Yes. I mean, that's that's a dumb question. It was a yes or no. <laughs> I mean, yeah, man. I mean, who you, okay, then you can't you can't discriminate against a man because he makes love songs and rap songs because he's. I said marketing genius. Yes. He got you dancing while you're doing dishes and dancing in the bed while you're getting your stroke limit on. Truth. That's the right. thing, Reg. As <laughs> listen, as we're we're boys and we're husbands, you know what I mean. It's it's something you gotta have something the wife can dance to too, my friend. Yeah, I mean that, that Portland man. does hey, slap still to this it day. Does. It does slap, man. It does slap. And Sugar Free makes plenty of good cuts, man. That's true. But he, he making you have sex in bed though. No, he's oh, he's oh, going oh, super hard on a. You got your paper. <laughs> but my, I have an extra person on my list. Lauren Hill. Oh, I like Lauren the twist. Hill spits fire when she's rats, bruh. You can't tell me she don't. Shit. I see y'all looking crazy. I, I, I'm looking but crazy because you put on Kanye. Shit. So don't Listen. look at me like I'm got problems. I, I don't think you have problems. I think Lauren Hill has problems. And that's the that's, that's the rub. Old Lauren Hill. And 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 this isn't me dissing mental health. I'm just saying um she had a really good run and then that run stopped abruptly. And if we if we contrast with our boy Kanye, who's had a lot of runs, stop abruptly, but then come back. I'm waiting for Lauren Hill's come. Don't get me wrong. Who's who's rooting against Lauren Hill? Nobody. She decides she's gonna raise her family and keep it to herself. Kanye decides he's gonna ruin his family and keep it to the No, public. Lauren's come back on she's come back on tour since all those offers, and it just has not not worked out. That's just, that's that's my only thing. It just ain't right. It just hasn't curled over. It just over. ain't curled over. <laughs> yeah, it just ain't curled But I love Lauren Hill. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Truth. I love her. Let me, let me ask y'all this so that so now that Kanye's uh, officially um I would say released from the Kardashian uh curse, um, will this next album be fired? Slappers before we get to E six. Slappers. Crazy's crazy. No, it's not. It's gonna be slappers. He's been I think he's been trying to get out of there for a little bit and he's been making music. I mean, even his gospel albums slapping. Slappers. Okay, stop. So yeah. stop, stop. Yeah. I can't lie. I can't lie. I mean, you can't sing a, G, a, a gospel album and say I'm God at the same time, bro. Well, Kirk Franklin doesn't really sing. He just has a great backups. Yes, <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, and that's what. And that's why the Kanye gospel album is flames. It's the best gospel choir on album on record. Yes. It. Flames. So, I will get to but, my top five on five. So, Tiger, Dustin. 
Bryson because he's got a little nerdy side to him, studying the course, doing stuff. Ricky Fowler because he brought the flat brim and the colors and stuff to golf. And then Rory, of course. I like how Rory goes out there. Honorable mention, Phil Mickelson. You know, he he plays in the match. He gets out there. He's been playing with Tiger for a while. It's always riveting. And then Tony Finau is is kind of cool, and you want to cheer for the guy. So rappers, I got Jigga, I got Biggie, Tupac, I got Snoop out here. Snoop has always been been consistent doing his thing. And then I got Nas. Um, you know, he he missed a couple of times with his collaboration albums, but Nas is can still get get down. Now, my honorable mention, I got Nipsey Hussle out there. I love Nip. Always did, even before he passed away, was my guy. Of course, DJ Quick, been my guy since since we were kids, for sure. Rakim, oh. Busta, Redman. People sleep on Redman. Red and meth. I'm sorry. Red, I don't know. My Red and meth album, they bangers. They had a, they, oh my God. They sleep on him. They always put on Muddy Waters, one and two was fire. Yeah. I'm sorry. They yes. sleep on him. Kendrick Lamar, dope. Andre 3000, minus the flute in the gas station, dope. Uh, Eminem, a lot of people are going to put him at the, in the top five for sure. Uh, yeah. And then I got Ye and Drake out there too because you just you can't get away from them. Um, and they're like the Chris Browns of rap. They're always on the radio. So I, have, I, will, I will agree with you on the Eminem, but I have to take him <laughs> off because he just not, he's not consistent, man. Like So – I think he took a. It took him. He did too much for too long, man. And it just, it just, he's not consistent anymore. Y'all put Yeezy on there talking about you gonna take Eminem off because he did too much. Yeezy always doing too much. (laughs) Yeezy is flames. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. M is cold, but when I look at consistency of other rappers, I'm looking at like Busta Rhymes to me. When you can do it for three decades, agreed. just brought the yes. You you might have just made your best album in the third decade, man. It was fire. It was fire, dude. And he that was at a time when we needed it. We needed it as a people, and you know he's kind of like leading the charge for some of that shit. So that's why I'm to me I, that you know everyone. So it's, rich. It's all there. It's all. It's how you feel. You you make an interesting point because I think M had a run. Right. And a lot of and a lot of rappers that we talk about here have, you know, runs that were maybe they're two years, maybe they're three years, maybe they're seven years, 10 years, et cetera. But for the guys that we're talking about that have these multi-decade, multi-generation even type of runs are are really kind of what separate everybody. Right. Because you're not going to say some of these guys that are honorable mention suck. You're just going to say this other crew is just that much better. And here's why, because they did it for these type of generations mm-hmm. that's true and that and when when he started throwing out his stuff and and, I, and it made me think i forgot people like red and math i mean some songs you hear from people and the hairs on your nuts start tingling you know it's popping bro and that's what i, I was like damn I that's never happened yeah. <laughs> it's never happened to you no Whoa. oh my bad then <laughs> guess that's just me sometimes you know a play is play is it a little different than somebody else's? You know what you say? You eat ice and spit fire, or vice versa. When my shit's nice, the hairs on my nuts tingle. <laughs> well, I got too much S curl on mine, so that's probably why. That's oh. your problem. That's your problem. <laughs> wow. So Man. glow. 
so much information. <laughs> so uh, with the uh, top five rappers, let's go into the golf gigging song of the week. Reg, introduce this joint. Oh, this is uh, this is, y'all are gonna love this song. This is by London Drugs, uh, featuring Stally. If y'all know Stally, there's always bangers in store. And this one's called "Let Me Know." Let's get into it. Really in the streets, I'm talking real life. Put rated, they gon' give a nigga five mics. Street cash, but they never gave us nine lives. That's why I live like no tomorrow, thugging all night. Sixteen, we was eating off that hard white. Copper from Ronnie, he would get it at a low price. I would always middle ounces trying to get right. Maybe make a hundred dollars off each one. Slow money, no money. That's why a nigga had to turn the whole money. Hit Vegas when I knock my first snow bunny. Now I'm rapping, getting streaming all that show money. But still hit that shoebox for that old money. Retired now, but keep them choosing like these hoes love me. No rainy days out of Florida where it stays sunny. Great rim rocking, you niggas stay bummy. West side, like you know, we keep this shit funky. It's hard for my bitch to wanna trust me. DM looking like a real live P. Pro Club Box logo thugging in my white tee. Blue check beside my name like it's night. Don't believe the hype like it's spike. They gon' do it for the gram, goddamn. I was 19 when I seen a hundred grand. Stay game tight Stay with a pipe But always down to fight Rally sport Early 60s with the stripes Tan dicky suit With the 90s nights BCG pendant Flooded with the ice Cold-blooded Another slapper Slap it Yes, indeed So We are getting into our (laughs) One of our best uh, Segments of the podcast it is asked for every week we have one um so let's get to it who are we hating on this week so e so i've got a couple of hates so i want to talk about golf coverage we got to go in between apps can't pick who we want to watch a bunch of bs hey man if we're going to pay for these things just open up the channels. Like when we have the masters, they let us watch almost every pairing out there, right? You can select who you want to watch, right? These other tournaments, we can't do it. Sometimes I just want to watch who I want to watch. Like don't tell me who I need to watch. And then the second thing I'm hating on is, uh, entitled folks at the golf course. Um, so it got, we got a warm day here in Colorado. Um, sugar and I went out to the course and there was a guy out there on the driving range with a speaker blasting loud, playing over everybody else's thing while we're practicing at the driving range, which is cool, right? But at least take requests, right? So at least let us throw in some sugar-free and stuff <laughs> like that. I'm not hating. But if you're going to DJ, 
go ahead and be respectful to others and let us throw in some shots there. So that's what I'm hating on this week. Um, I will pass it to C pipes. Well, I appreciate that, Eric. And my hate. So I used to shy away from this because it just became kind of a thing. And then everybody kind of labeled me as the guy who hated this thing. So I'm just going to go all in and just embrace this from now on and just make this my thing. I hate slow play. I'm, I am just hating on slow fucking play. So we talk about two things and you can look at this in a couple of ways. You have people, you have, um, you want to grow the game and I want to grow the game. And I want people, we talked about earlier about people who can't, it's harder to be really good in golf or mediocre in golf than it is to be mediocre in basketball. So I get it. Like it's hard to put up a big score. It's hard to get off the tee box. It's hard to hit iron shots. It's really, it's a really hard game to play. That being said, slow play when you really don't belong on the tips and you're playing from the tips because you paid 85 bucks for your, um, your green fees and you feel like just because you pay 85 bucks, you need to play from the tips and get your money's worth homeboy. You are not getting your money's worth. You are wasting your money. You are wasting a, a dozen of balls in the weeds because you have no business on the tips. Listen, this game is really fun when you play it from the middle tees or, 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 or a little bit far up. So you don't have to hit the long drive that you're not going to hit anyway. This game is really fun when you take the complexity out of it. The game is hard enough. Just play from tee boxes that you should be playing from. You'll make it better for yourself. You'll make it better for the people behind you who pay 85 bucks too to play and they want to get out. I want to be out as long as I can, but I don't want a six-hour round just because and watch somebody in front of me hit 10 to 15 to 20 shots per hole. I feel you. If it's your first time out, if it's your second time out, and it's taking you a long time to get through it, we've all been there. It's everybody's first time to play, so fine. That's fine, but just play a little bit faster if that's your game. So everybody knows this who plays with me. I'm just going to lean in. I hate slow play. Word. Booga, you're up. I, I have to go with C-Pipe, and that's not my hate, but I'm with you. And when you tee off and you know your ball going out of bounds because you have the tips and you got a, a 80 handicap and you put another ball down like, oh, this one to be better. No, bro, stop, stop. Stop. Scoot up. Go up. Know your role. Know your role. My hate is kind of, and y'all know me, I'm random. And my hate isn't golf or anything like that. I hate it on my daughter, her, her donuts. I hate it on the new relationships. To hate today, it's a twofold hate. I hate contradictive, selfish ass parents. San Diego, they're protesting to get the kids back in school. Okay, and they say they want the teachers to teach. Teachers want the vaccines. Do you and do what you're doing, but in the same time you posted for your kids to go back to school, my real hate is where the Girl Scout cookies at in front of Vons or Albertsons. <laughs> if you want your kids to go back to school, how come I can't go get my Girl Scout cookies in front of the store when I go to the store to get my rum and coke? If it's okay for them to go to school, it's okay for you to stand out there and sell them Girl Scout cookies. Preach. <laughs> and if you can't get your girl, you have to go order them online from somebody. They're going to charge you $10 for shipping. It's only $5 a box. You just wasted two boxes on me for shipping. Hating on Girl Scouts, hating on Girl Scout cookies. Lucky my girl bringing something down on Friday when she comes from Rancho Cucamonga. Other than that, hate, 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 hate. 
if any of our listeners have access to Girl Scout cookies, what is your Twitter handle, sir? You you, you call my number, 858-344-5817. I ain't scared. Oh, boy. Hook a brother up. Goodness. Yes, indeedy. And Sugar, bringing up the rear. Well, fellas, you know, this has been an interesting week. And uh told you that uh, I have a couple things I'm going to talk about in this, this week's uh, What Am I Hating On? I'm going to start with, you know, next day pain after not swinging a golf club for a while. I'm hating on that because that shit is not comfortable. You can't really sleep. And this has been a rough ass week. (laughs) So I'm hating on that. That just tells me that I need to go ahead and get out here and stretch more. And I'm getting old, man. That's what it tells me. But I'm just going to I'm going to start with that. That's kind of like the teaser and the appetizer. Because I'm really going to get into what am I hating on. And I'm going to start with saying, fuck Popeyes. Mm. Okay. Fuck Popeyes. Okay. I'm mad at Popeyes. (laughs) And Popeyes, we're going to, I'm going to, we're going to at you on this fucking podcast. Okay. Because I'm mad. Like that? Yes. How do you take away Cajun rice? (laughs) Off the menu. (laughs) Off the menu, dog. It's off the menu. Yo, that is like a black people's staple, man. Like, I have gotten through lunches in weeks because there's a Popeye's close, man. I can go get me a little, you know, a little two-piece and, and some Cajun rice and some hot sauce, and I am great. Reggie, may I interject for a second? Woo! Red beans and rice. Red beans and rice is the only rice to get out of Popeye's. Okay, dog, but they still have it. But what I'm saying is... <laughs> exactly, the- so they take Cajun rice off because... I've never, I guess Let the first time I've heard somebody love what he loves. Let him love. Hey. True. True. I'm telling you, dude, I was hot about that shit. I even, so I went through the drive-thru and the, and the, and I was so shocked. The girl told me, she was like, we don't have no more Cajun rice. And I was like, devastated, dude. Devastated. <laughs> but I mean, I like Cajun, because here was, here was my, here was my go-to, Chuck, because you know how you can usually, you know, if you get some, like a couple pieces of chicken, man, you can get two sides or whatever, right? My go-to's was Cajun rice and red beans and rice, man. They fucked up my they fucked up my whole thing with Popeyes, man. And and if they took that sprinkle off of there, see pops, you know you're gonna be whoo. Oh, they might have took it off. Well, then that's 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 the real war. I mean, <laughs> Cajun rice is is a battle. <laughs> the Cajun sparkle is war. You know what's funny? No one goes to Popeyes in San Diego. Hey. <laughs> we, Here. No. Here you, I mean, in Colorado, man. I mean, if you, like I said, man, if there is one close, and you're black, you're gonna go over there, man. You're gonna see what it's about. If they good, <laughs> what time of day is the best time to go? You, you know, man. And I'm gonna, you ask any black folk around this these parts over here, they know when to go over to this Popeyes and when not to. Well, and confirm. Youth, when I remember my youth, we used to walk over to Popeyes and get our food on. Mm-hmm. Think about the West Coast, San Diego, Popeyes is not popping, bro. Just don't do it. Just we do all it. got all them taco spots to go to. And Jack and the Crab. Yeah, that's the thing. If you ain't at Humberto's, Rumberto's, Alberto's, they all owned by the cartel. You eat, you doing something wrong. I like, laugh at people who go to Taco Bell. When like, when I went out there, you took me to Jack and the Crack at night. We didn't go to no we Taco Bell. drunk, bro. That's, oh, that's true. Okay. Everybody goes to Jack and the Crack when you're drunk. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so Keep hating on Popeye's. Go finish your hate, bro. Finish your hate. So, I mean, that's just, I was so hot about that shit, man. So, I, you know, for any of our listeners out there who 
who uh yeah let me know at, at kalua on uh on twitter let me know how you feel about the popeyes situation and if i should you know do something about it that's mm-hmm. all i want to know so that wraps up our hate of the week and those were some interesting hates and so uh to get to the end of the show to wrap up we've got a new guest on and we're going to ask him the back nine and the back nine comes to us and is sponsored by golf gents. Um, they're a great company. Um, let's hear from them. We all need practice. So why not practice in style? Golf gents has the dopest gear for the weekend golfer from the wasted hat line to the master's line. Golf gents has you covered for being a friend of don't be alarmed. Use code wasted and receive 20% off your order. Head on over to www.golfgents.com. Get your gear up. Yes, indeed. So, C pipes, quick answers, back nine questions. Um, we're going to ask them fire. to you. Rapid fire. Let's hear what comes to Dude, your I'll mind. I'll do my best. I'll do my best. Okay. So, if you could turn any shoe into a golf cleat, what would it be? Uh, the Cole Han um, dress shoes. You know what I mean? With the Kohan with the, with the Nike sole. Yeah. I know it's, it's a different, it's a different vibe for me, but I know Nike's going to make those shoes eventually in a golf shoe. So I want the Cole Han dress shoe uh, as a zero grand. So yeah. I want the zero grand as a golf shoe. Thank you very much. Okay. Interesting. Oh yeah. Uh, what? what? Oh, yeah, go, go ahead. Go ahead, Reg. Oh, what is your favorite beverage while on the course? So I'm in the minority here. I don't drink a lot on the golf course because I recognize my game go way left when I get really drunk. It goes way left. It's really, it's a really hard game for me. So if I get too sauced, it's, it's way, it's way gone. But that said, I have been known uh, for a little bit of white claw and tequila. I've been known for a little, uh, uh, but like lime and tomato juice, which is fire. I think everybody knows by now I'm not normal. So let's just go to the next question. Wait, wait, pause, pause. Is, <laughs> is this a, do all black people in the Springs drink white cloth? Cause that's, that's not okay. Well, first of all, I have been known to not be the representation for black folks from the Springs. So like everybody, anybody who knows me knows that I am not. The representation e. Mitch drinks chief. White Claw and I clown him all the time and he knows it. Uh, I've, I've slowed down on that. Well, here's here's the deal. White Claw is not great, but it's available. So if it's if it's available. Crack with... is available. Don't mean you should do it. <laughs> no, crack's not, crack's not available to me, Chief. It might be available for you, but it's not available to me, Chief. You, you go to the wrong spot, okay? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So what I will say is, since White Claw is readily available for me in the suburbs here in Colorado, I get a White Claw, I get a tequila, I mix it together, I add ice, and I welcome everybody to the party. And what is that called? What are you calling that? What are you calling that? Ice water? Mm, I like it. I, I think we just did. I was going to call it piss, <laughs> piss fire. White Claw tastes like piss water, and tequila tastes like fire in your heart. Here's the thing, though. I'm not looking for a drink to taste great on the golf course. That's just me. Like, I don't care. I, I really <laughs> oh, don't okay. care. You're, you are on a different level. Yes. <laughs> on a different level. I don't care. I cared about what drinks taste like when I was 22. 
at, <laughs> at my age, I, I don't care. Now I learned. Get me drunk. I learned you. Give me sauce. You're a different level. Sorry. <laughs> I apologize for my actions. Nice. I have learned. Sea uh, pipes. What's your favorite club in your bag? Um, I would say, uh, great question. I would say probably my hybrid, or I had this club. I had the the Cobra F6 Baffler. It was like this five wood slash hybrid. Whenever I got in trouble, it would get me out of anything. Me and our buddy Dan would we had this club, and whenever we were in trouble, it would get us out of out of something and get us a good you know two twenty two hundred thirty yards from the rough because we you know sliced it somewhere. But that's another story. <laughs> What is your lowest score, your highest score, and how much of that shit was a lie? Uh, so it's all a lie. So my lowest score, <laughs> I think, was probably 86, 87, somewhere around there. My highest score, gosh, I don't know. I'm easily, easily like when I thought I had a decent game or an okay game, put up a 120. You know, I could easily see myself putting up a 120 on a bad day when I was, when I wasn't playing well and thought I was playing well. So probably somewhere in the one twenties and my lowest score, probably 86, 87. Um, have you broken a club and what happened? So, yeah, I broke an eight iron. One of my first eight irons that I had. Um, and I didn't think I would break it. I just slammed it against the ground and it just snapped. Like it didn't bend, but it just snapped. Now, granted you guys don't see me, but I've got biceps that are just eat ginormous so that could have been some of the case but um i broke an eight iron i haven't broken anything else i dented a, a driver but that was just because um it a putter hit it on something else but yeah I, i've only broken an iron out of frustration early in my career i don't do that anymore all right black woody told him that he got biceps <laughs> <laughs> goodness uh have you ever hit a house and did you run or explain oh gosh i've hit so many houses like there was one time playing in our 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 buddies tournament where i i hit a house hard and it was it's actually more embarrassing that i hit the house than how hard i hit the house because it was in a a bunker on the other side of the hole and that son of a bitch just flew because I scolded it and it hit a, it hit the luckily had aluminum siding. Cause you know, that was a thing back in the day. And it just like, bing, <laughs> and it hit the aluminum siding and it, and it bounced out, found the ball though, but you know, it was brutal. Nice. Uh, what's the wildest thing you've seen on a golf course? Well, Eric, the wildest thing I've seen on a golf course was with you because we saw Wolverine on the golf course in Mexico. I'll never forget. So that it. was, that was the wildest thing I've seen when you're 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 trying to you know hit a shot and you just see this animal that you've never seen before in your life just you know run across you. That's yes. for sure. That's the wildest thing I've seen in the course. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, have you ever gotten into a fight by hitting into someone? Yeah. So low play. I no, not slow play. This was bad play. This was on me, but I still had to had to act hard. So. There's a municipal course here in Colorado that I hit off of and I hit into these guys and they were, and the beauty of it was they were like your typical like frat bros. They were like these, you know, 23, 25 year old biffs that you, <laughs> that are kind of playing in the game. And I hit into them and they got so mad that they drove their 
cart over my ball, but I didn't see them drive over my ball when I hit into them. And, and then, and then me and my boy, Chris, we get up to them and Chris is this, you know, big Mexican guy. And I'm, you know, obviously this dude with huge biceps who walks up on them and, and they are <laughs> like, you, you, you hit into us. And I'm like, yeah, what are you going to do about it? And I like pull my golf club out. Cause I'm kind of hot and I like, I don't give a fuck. I'll hit you with a fucking golf club. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they just got real quiet real quick and went on to their next hole. Wow. I like it. Like it. So uh, the, la- <laughs> the, la- the last question. Uh, what's- it was my fault, but but I don't care. Yeah. I feel Got you. That C Ike in you. The C Ike, baby. <laughs> C Ike. <laughs> uh, what's your dream course to play at? So uh, I heard last week a, a lot of people mentioned Augusta, and and you know obviously that's that's one of them. But for me, it'd probably be Pebble or Tory. Um, you know, Bug. I know you got a lot of beach golf, and 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 you get you on tour easy. That's what I'm saying. I think I think beach golf would probably be my thing in California. I love the state. I love California. I love the coast. So that would probably be mine. With Augusta being that was duh, and you know that type of deal. But I think Pebble, Tory, Spyglass would be my three. Nice. Bandon Dunes. Bandon Dunes is one I really want to do. I really want to get to Bandon Dunes, and if we can figure out how we can get up there. That would be a dream for me. Like now that I think about it, that would be over any of the other ones because I know the boys would go. We'd make a weekend out of it. A whole deal. Bannon deals would be for me. Agreed. That'd be dope. So the last uh, section of our show, we let everybody give some shout outs. Uh, so uh, Booga, shoot some shout outs. You know what? And you'd ask my Twitter and Instagram, all that is NY to SD. 28 NY number two SD 28. Um, but I want to shout out my family. E Mitch, you know, love you to death. One of my favorite cousins. Work. Shout out my daughter. She got well, she got into a lot of schools, but she got a, she decided she's going to the University of Hawaii. Hard work, love her to death. E Mitch, back to you. Happy birthday, fam. Word. Appreciate it. Birthday the other day. Right want to on. shout out uh love my boys I play golf with every weekend and y'all are, y'all appreciating my sexy and letting me come on this show every now and then. I mean, besides the music this this does make my hairs on my balls tingle and I like that and I appreciate y'all. That's my shout outs for now. Dope. You pipes. So I'm going to go in the same direction as you bug and you know allow me to just take a moment and just say, you know, obviously I'm going to shout out my boys that I get to golf with and my my boys that I'm talking with here because, you know, uh, we've been at this for a long time. So I appreciate the opportunity, but um, for me, I got to go with my family, you know, uh, especially in this situation, I'm gonna go with my wife, Kylie. So uh, my son is seven years old. He just turned seven a couple of weeks ago. Uh, When he turned seven, Kylie decided that she wanted to stay home and, um, raise him and not go back to work. She had a really lucrative career in speech pathology and she decided to do, she wanted to stay home and be part of him. But um, I traveled a lot. I, you know, gone, gone a lot of weeks and, you know, come back and want to play with my boys during the weekend. And, you know, she sacrificed a lot. She's starting to work again. So I just want to shout out to her. She put her life on hold for about seven years and now going, going, starting her new job in the next week. So I'm incredibly proud of her. Uh, incredibly proud of the sacrifice and uh, I just want to give her a shout out for everything she did for the past seven years and um, just 
thankful for everything that she's done and really proud of her for starting a new gig. Words up. That's what's up. So I'll go ahead and uh, give some shout outs again. Uh, Emit, happy birthday. Word, you know? appreciate it. <clears throat> Not a lot of us make it past 20, man. So to make it to make it to 44, that's yeah. uh, that's important. So. Whoa, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You 44? Yeah, man. Yeah. And, and I apologize because Eric's my little cousin. So every time we talk, I still think I'm little cousin. And when he tells the age, I'm like. You ain't that far from me. You old, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I'm man. But I, and I also want to um shout out to all the all the fellas that I know um who are fathers, man. I appreciate y'all because you are bringing up the next generation. And I know you guys are working hard. And you know, um, I just I appreciate every single one of y'all, man, because it's important to be in your kids' lives and I see y'all doing that. So appreciate y'all for that. Also appreciate all the first responders for for taking care of all of us, and you know, hopefully, man, you know, all of us can get back to the things that we love very soon. And uh, on to you, E. So I'd like to shout out the fam. You know who you are. We grew up together. Um, you know all that fam. Uh, I'd like to shout out my fam, bam. You know here locally. You know they they allow me to record. So shout to the fam, bam. Uh, the Hard Knock Slice crew, you know, we play golf together and get it popping and have fun. So shout out to y'all. Y'all listen. Y'all support. We appreciate you. Shout out to my daughter, Addison Jordan Mitchell. Uh, she does our social media and be making videos and stuff for Instagram. Really talented. So I appreciate her and the listeners. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And the listeners like we're we're getting some listens and attention and we appreciate you guys just coming in. And and just messing with some boys, just hanging out and chatting with golf. Like, was I'm pretty happy about that. So, uh, and before I forget, I, I better not forget my wife too. Thank you, uh, thank you to my wife for allowing me to do this. I know this is a lot of time away from, you know, I work a lot too, but this is uh, thank you for allowing me to do this. And I just had to say that, man. He's right. Not the you know first show I said new relationship problems. <laughs> Gotta give a shout out to Selena. She be riding me on the golf course every now and then, and she she supports. So I got you. Word. Well, with that, we're gonna wrap up. So uh, thanks, Booga. Thanks, C Pipes, for hanging out with us on this side of the green. And uh, we just want to thank the listeners for tuning in. And we'll see you next week on Don't Be Alarmed. We're Negroes. Man, I might have to freestyle over this. You ain't got no more freestyles, bro. Man. Uh, uh-huh. Uh. Don't be alarmed, we're Negroes. Uh-huh. What? Uh, uh. I'll save it for next time. <laughs> Y'all too.